1: And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. All
2: right. Welcome to another episode of the business bros. We're on with Ram Raviv, youngster just killing it out there. I've been watching them do some stuff on Instagram. Dude, literally, one time I saw you on Instagram live for like four hours. So you caught my attention. I was like, I got to get this kid on the show, figure out what the hell he's doing. What is he up to? Um, Normally I do a lot of interviews with uh, realtors, small business owners, that sort of stuff. And every once in a while I like to throw in people who are just getting started that are, you know, figuring out, like, I got to do something and this is what I'm going to do. So uh, so welcome to the program, my brother.
0: Thank you, man. I'm really excited to get the show on the road.
2: All right. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Give me a little bit of background.
0: Uh, so my name is Ram. Obviously, I'm from Long Island, New York. Uh, I'm, I currently just finished my freshman year of college and I go to a school in New York City for business, um, majoring in digital marketing. And currently what I'm up to right now is I have obviously a podcast of my own called the Spreading Success Podcast, as well as recently in the few, past few months, I've been growing my personal brand online, kind of just networking with some really amazing people. And very soon I'm opening up my own social media marketing agency.
2: Boom. So digital marketing in college. I'm curious, how much are you learning in school? That is super relevant today, and how much of it is like old school tactics
0: yeah, so for me, honestly, like I said, i 'm just a freshman, so i haven't taken any official major courses yet, but I kind of read through the description and thank the Lord, my school is pretty like up to date with business and marketing, things like that, so for a lot of colleges, they don't even have the digital marketing major, so I kind of looked into it a little bit more, and it talked about e commerce and online marketing metrics and things like that and that's kind of what i what i'm interested in anyway so i was like might as well use that as like a hard skill that i can learn in college
2: perfect so now you kind of your generation grew up with nothing but internet i don't think there's ever a time in your memory where you didn't have access to anything high speed right
0: mm-hmm. 100%, so and
2: yeah right so so it's a totally different world like when i was a kid when i was you know your age even freshman in college like i got a cell phone but all you could do is like call you couldn't even text like it was an actual like phone with a you know antenna you pull up the top so you know completely different world but um with that being said like uh tell me a little bit about what you and your generation see social media as versus what you think old guys like me see social media as
0: mhm so like i said in my generation it's all up to date with with marketing and we've been doing social media all of our lives that's really all we know we don't know anything before that so for us that's the whole thing about social media marketing it's kind of teaching the new world of online to people who are who have their own business and who are successful but have not tapped into this relatively new area of advertising because a lot of people are still paying way too much for things like billboards and newspaper ads which are just not getting the traffic that online Uh, Advertising is receiving at the moment
2: So okay audience building Right so Mm -hmm. it's all about Having an audience like for me the biggest Thing when I when I started my podcast about A year ago right Uh, we did about 90 Episodes I do one every single day right And so we do we we had About 90 episodes that nobody gave a Shit dude nobody listened to a single one Except my mom mom (laughs) listened right Um, And so uh, My eight-year-old comes up to me and goes dad If you want people to listen to your podcast you need To get influencers on your show and I was like, dude, this kid's a genius. He's eight. He knows more than everybody else. So that's what we did, right? We reached out to people and we started interviewing people and it started to grow our audience because every time we, we got somebody on the show, they wanted to share their content with all their people, right? And so it kind of just like spider webbed out after that. So what do you guys, what are you doing differently? I've noticed some of the stuff, some of the tactics that you're doing um, on your social media feed to expand your audience. And cause I think, I believe that that is the next level of uh, marketing. When you're talking about, you know, doing paid ads and all that stuff, all that would be great, but you have to have an audience to do that too.
0: Yeah. And the whole thing about Facebook and Instagram, the only way they work is if you have an audience that continually goes back and consumes the content. Cause you know, when they scroll, that's where the ads are. And obviously another component of that is influencer marketing. And for me, the way that I've kind of in- increase my audience in terms of the podcast is through building a personal brand and not only through my podcast, but through kind of sharing my story. Obviously I'm still pretty new as whole podcasting entrepreneurship thing really only started a few months ago, like I said, but through kind of giving people advice through while I'm going through certain things, it's what gains people's trust. And if they trust me, and you build a relationship with them, not just like a regular post. You kind of show them your face and on the stories, always active on the stories, posting, sharing what's going on in my day, whether that be business related or kind of personal related. So they build that relationship. And then once they like you and you post new content, like they're always gonna go watch your content because they really like you.
2: Dude, that makes all the difference in the world. Like <clears throat> when, when you're talking about posting regularly, what do you mean by posting regularly? Cuz if you talk to somebody my age and older, posting regularly is one or two times a day, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm talking to I'm talking to I'm what are you like 19 20 years old?
0: I'm actually 18.
2: 18? Okay, perfect. So, I'm talking to an 18-year-old kid. What does posting regularly mean to you?
0: Um for me, I think it Depends on the different types of accounts. Obviously if you're doing like your podcast account That's much different than doing like your personal account and like sharing your story that way So for me what I like to do is I create kind of small podcast previews like the audio wave and like two pictures So people can kind of get like a preview or like a summary of what went on So I post that and then I also have like a kind of Twitter feed, which I started doing recently where it's kind of like the Gary V style Mm -hmm. So I get one of those and then I get a picture of myself kind of to bring back the whole personal vibe. So kind of those three is what I kind of do try to do in a week, but that doesn't sound like a lot, but keep in mind that I'm always posting on my story every single day. So kind of the post combined with the story just equals a a consistent reminder of who you are and they're always learning about you. But on the other hand, if you have a a business page or uh, like a, a travel page or something like that. That's not about a personal brand. It's a lot easier to curate content. So for that, I actually used to run one of those for soccer. I used to do a lot of things back in the day and I used to post three times a day for those kinds of accounts. Cause like I said, it's much easier.
2: And what um, when you, you talked a little bit earlier about branding, right? What does branding mean to you? How do you, how do you envision branding versus marketing?
0: So for me, branding is, Is the future and that's what everyone's gonna be looking at and in terms of I've done a little bit of of research about dropshipping I don't know if you're familiar Mm -hmm. with it. So for dropshipping A a few years ago used to work where you could just promote any product you want but now people are really trying to people can tell the difference between like a regular store and like some Chinese BS so for, for people, the only way to succeed now with dropshipping is through branding and creating a brand and to have repeat customers that really trust you and like you. So the whole trust factor is, is more important than, than any, anything else in my opinion, because if people don't trust you or like you, they're not going to buy from you and you, especially with online, it's a lot harder to build trust than obviously if you're in person with a brick and mortar store. So branding is really the way to break that barrier of that lack of trust and for them to trust you and to be, like I said, repeat buyers.
2: So branding in your essence is, is what we would call uh, a popularity contest when we were younger, right? It's a matter of you walk around campus and people know who you are. They shake your hand. They say, what's up? They do all those things, except it's digital. Right. So it's the same type of concept. When you pop online, people hop on just to say, hey, just to say what's up, just to give you a little bit of a thumbs up or something, but that they're involved in your content. Right.
0: Yeah. For me, like I went to an entrepreneurship event um, a few months ago and I was so well connected and I shared my story and people saw who I was associating myself with, not only online but in person and they thought that I was a speaker at the event as well and I was only getting started but just because I I put myself out there I branded myself as someone who who's a successful person and not only the podcasting but I'm rich in, in not really in money but in my network which is for me in terms of building something longer than just a few years that's really where you need to focus your time on and that's why I really started a podcast.
2: All right. Tell me a little bit about that rich and network, because that means that means a ton to me too. Um, it, it's you know a lot of people see big name podcasts like Joe Rogan's podcast, or they see Gary Vee's content, and they think, "Dude, I want to be, I want to do that. I want to just make a ton of money off my podcast." And it's really difficult actually to make money off your podcast. But the network that you create within it, the people that you have on your show, the people that you communicate with, the people that you engage with. All of a sudden it opens doors and open and creates your audience to a bunch of different things than it would be just to monetize the one piece. What do you think about what do you think about that aspect of it?
0: Yeah, so for me, when I first got into podcasting, it was never about the money. And obviously for someone that's eighteen years old, not a lot of people kind of adopt this mindset. Everyone's like, money, 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 I want to be rich already. But for me, I see the relationship capital as being worth much more. So for me, the relationships that I've been able to meet obviously I'm only like around 10 episodes in because I've kind of been like focusing on each individual podcast very specifically making sure like crafting it kind of to perfection but for the episodes that I have done already people have already been asking me to come on the show and for some people like I said I'm extremely busy with all the podcasting and now I want to focus as well on my media agency so for some people I actually have to say no and that just shows how I already have I only have like 10 episodes and I'm already, I'm already like feeling like I have so much credibility, but the networking has been extremely valuable. So for example, for me, I had a guest on the podcast and he's doing something that I want to do in the future, which is a social media marketing agency. So we were kind of talking on Instagram and he was like, if you get me on your podcast, I'll show you how to do everything from start to finish. And I was like, deal. deal. Like. <laughs> yeah. like all right, fine. So, I mean, I got him on the podcast. I was planning on having him on the podcast anyway. But because of that, I not only got to get mentored by him about what I wanted to learn, but he also taught me in a much more personal and friendly way than he would even if I did pay him for a mentorship. So you're kind of building a relationship that's more than more. It's on top of money. And obviously, a lot of people, almost everyone that I interview, I usually have their phone number. For, for contact reasons and, I'm, and I usually use the excuse, oh, you probably get flooded with so many DMs. Let's just keep in touch like this. And obviously, they bet that I'm not only using that phone number to, for the podcast. Obviously, I'm gonna continue to network with them and building those relationships and having those phone numbers. For me, is why I'm focusing so much on this. With very, I'm I'm not really even focused on money. For me, I'm trying to just make this into a hobby and something that I kind of do on the side because the partners that you can build through podcasting kind of complement you when you're doing a business. They kind of go hand in hand. So it's kind of like a machine, get a network and move it to the business.
2: When did you realize that, um, you were shifting your mindset when it came to social media, when you stopped posting like dumb shit from high school and started really trying to connect with people who were making moves. Like there, there's a big difference in in that aspect. The reason why you have attraction to your podcast is because you had already developed relationships with people on social media. They wanted to see what you were doing. So naturally when you put out a medium that they can have more exposure to than you already had an audience. So what, what kind of shift did you make and what kind of advice would you give to, you know, a a kid who's just graduating high school, who's about to go into the world and now wants to make some sort of career, What would, what what should he or she be doing with their social media?
0: So for me, honestly, I do have two accounts. So I do have a personal page for kind of like my friends and family. And then I have another one, which is more of the business page. But for me, the whole reason why I got started into entrepreneurship and podcasting in general. I was always a big fan of Gary Vee ever since I was 16, you know, buying the shoes, buying the books and everything like that. But I was so scared about what all my friends would think in high school because in high school is very different than college. You can't escape the people that are in your class because there's only a few hundred kids, at least in my grade. And they're constantly like, they know everything about what you're doing and they're going to make fun of you every single day. And you can't leave because they sit right next to you. So Once, the second I graduated, I was kind of more open to doing things. I wish I could have had the courage to do it early on. And imagine if I started at 16, man, I would have been exploding already. But So what I did was I started becoming more open, and then I went to an entrepreneurship event called Breakthrough. um, And I just kind of talked to people that I looked up to on social media. And a, a lot of them were talking about personal branding and podcasting, and I didn't really know much about it I was like yeah it's kind of cool but then I started talking to the speakers on the side especially the ones that I looked up to and that were kind of close with Gary Vee, such as Casey Adams and he has a crazy podcast so I got to really talk to him and I was like man like I'm not like a figure earner like who the hell am I to have a podcast he was like man that's not what it's about you don't need to have that to have a podcast you just need to share your story as well as share other people's story and provide value that way and then I was just asking so many questions that, and then I went home I went to sleep and then I didn't take any action by that time. But I was like, I woke something woke me up at two 30 in the morning. I was like, what the hell am I doing, man? Like, why am I letting other people not just restrict me from doing what I want to do? So I ended up th- the next morning, turned, made a whole new Instagram account, started posting content on there and then created the podcast as well. And then just started going from there.
2: Your mind doesn't shut off, huh? like you just keep thinking about it all day long before you yeah. go to bed when you wake up in the morning. Oh my
0: God. Yeah. There's so many times like where I see, for example, i made this, uh, I, you know, those like Gary V style content where they have like the, the bar that kind of moves a little bit. Yeah. So I kind of learned how to make those through like through a friend. And it was, I saw that it was a lot easier than people made it out to be. And like, Usually when people see a good idea or like something that they can use, they're like, oh, I can just use this in my life and it's gonna help me out with my content. But for me, I was like, I can make so much money off of this. Like for me, the whole entrepreneurship thing, I'm always looking to turn things into a business. For example, another thing that I did is something called profile rings. And I know I mentioned it to you a little bit earlier on in the DMs, but it kind of adds a little circle to their profile, makes it look more engaging and things like that. So the second I found out how to do it, I was like, yeah, I obviously added to mine, but I was always thinking like, wow, I need to turn this into a business. And I started selling it to people and I started getting influencers, but that was just always on my mind. Like I, that night I just couldn't go to sleep and always on my mind.
2: Well, share it with me, dude. Cause I got a lot of, I got a lot of realtor and small business owner audiences. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's been phenomenal. We, we, uh, We started using the Sling Studio, which is, it helps us do like video podcasting a little better, kind of like we're doing now with Zoom. Um, And I mean, it's, and I'm just telling you, the engagement has been through the roof. I I was looking at a Facebook metric the other day and it said we had like over 2000 video views in the last week. I was like, dude, that's ridiculous. That's amazing. Right. And so, but I got a lot of these people who are. Um, they would even say like if they were talking to you, they're like, I'm not a, I'm not a tech person. I'm not a, you know, I don't do, I'm not really a social media person, but they know they need it. Right. They know they need to do better. So share with me a little bit about the, about the uh, profile rings. Cause they are super cool and you do them relatively cheap and with a quick turnaround time. So if people want to put this on their Instagram, it makes a huge difference. Uh, and talk a little bit about that so they can get a hold of you too.
0: So in terms of the whole tech savvy thing, that was something that I was concerned about when I first started out podcasting. I was like, I don't have the mic. I don't have the the headset. I don't have the computer. But then at the end of the day, I realized, you know, done is better than perfect. So just getting started was the most important thing for me. And obviously I'm learning as I'm going, creating new foundations for my podcast, new audio editing. But for me in terms of the profile rings, um, like I said, it kind of adds another ring onto your Instagram profile and there are 16 styles that you can actually choose from. And not only if you don't have a story, does it make your account still seem more engaging, but when you do actually have a story, it kind of adds that double layer ring, which is the original Instagram ring plus the one that you already have. And it just makes it like, it makes your account stand out because if people just see one ring, it's like, oh, I see this all the time. But if they see two or like some kind of design, it's like, wow, like there's something different. Let me click on it. So it makes them kind of more engaged. Right. Um, And, And, and
2: ultimately what happens is your stories get looked at more, which means whatever you have on your stories, whether it's a property profile, whether it's you having fun with your kids, whatever it is, your, your image, your brand, your logo, whatever shows up in their stories. And it's much more, it's, it's much easier to see. And you show up in other people's stories much easier, much clearer.
0: Yeah, and I've done it so far for a lot of it's and it's not like it's just some like local BS. I've been doing this for a lot of the influencers that do podcasting. I've done it for a few actors, actually, not not even small people like verified people. I just hit them up and say, look, I've done it for these people. It's helped them. So let me do it for you. And I kind of have I actually secured the name at profile rings on Instagram. So that's kind of where I post a little bit of the content of kind of the influencers that I've done and the styles to choose from. So it's just, and that's how I've been able to build my own personal brand. So I started selling them at first to, uh, to like local people. But then I realized that if I just gave it to the, you know, the cool kids, the people who are making it for free, and then they'll just give me a shout out. I'm, I was known as the profile rings guy with having such a basic skill that I just, I'm, it's kind of like an insider skill, but it's very, very easy to do. (laughs) It's
2: funny how, when you get good at one thing, people pay you for it. Dude, you, you glossed over something you said right now that is, to me, super vital that you do. You said what you did to get more exposure on the profile rings was you reached out on DMs. You asked somebody, hey, let me do this for you for free, right? Yeah. That's huge. That is huge. I mean, uh, one, of the, one of the things I love to do in DMs is send them a video DM because I think it's like a little cooler. Like you get to yeah. see it on your own time. But using the DMs to expand your reach and to ask for things. How often are you doing that?
0: Uh, so in terms of the influencers, I stopped really focusing on the influencers and started going kind of to the, the average entrepreneur. Or the good thing about profile ranks is that it doesn't really even have to be an entrepreneur. Every account needs it. And that's why I was so mind blown when I originally thought of the idea to turn it into a business. So for me, I DM like hundreds of people a day. I kind of have like a, a set thing. And I, I know that if I tried a little bit harder with the video or, or audio, that it would have been a little bit better. But for me, I'm just trying to get to as many people as I can to kind of attract them. So the way I started off is kind of with like a curiosity, the question kind of makes them confused. So I'm like, Hey, I realize you don't have a profile uh, border on your uh, profile picture. Why is that? And they're like, half of them are like, what is that You're talking
2: or, about? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah.' And then, and then you see, it drives a curiosity. They feel like they're missing something, or that they don't have something or that their account is broken or something like that. So I'm like, Oh, don't worry. I do that. And then I go into the programs and I, show them examples and I can put the little verified badge as well to improve credibility. And they're like, that thing is fake. I'm like, I know it's fake, but it uses association psychology to kind of put that image hand in hand and make your account look more professional.
2: It's funny how that works, huh? It's funny when you ask a question like, Hey, why don't you have this? All of a sudden it's like, wait, yeah. wait, what what am I missing? What what what's going on yeah. here? What do you mean what am I what do I what I don't have? And you know, it's just the engagement factor, right? It's asking the right questions. Yeah. Um, so uh once you started doing the profile rings and you got that credibility, how much of that spurred over to your podcast?
0: Uh so for the podcast, obviously through the profile rings and through the influencer shout outs my whole personal brand as a whole started growing because not only was I gaining followers through those whole shout outs, but I was also kind of known as the profile rings guy. And I've had a few people like starting now where, whether it be on the profile rings page or my page where people just sometimes just hit me up in the DM. I kind of get a random one. They're like, can I do it? And I'm like, sure. Like I don't even have to reach out to them at at some points. So it kind of works out well that way. So the way it's kind of transitioned into the podcast is a lot of the people who, found out about me because the profile rings, because of those shout outs are now kind of a little bit more interested in my story. Cause the profile ring is not something that everyone is doing. It's kind of like a unique thing. And then it just transfers into more, uh, more of an audience, people who want to know a little bit more about me, what I do and things of that nature basically.
2: So all this, all this talk on, on the profile rings, all this start about the uh, podcast it's really pushing you in the direction of your social media agency, right? So Mm -hmm. what do you envision building as far as social media agency? It can mean a lot of different things. So how do you see your particular agency? I mean, today I know it's relatively early, but where do you see yourself going? Mm
0: -hmm. And one thing I want to quickly touch up on before I talk about that is in terms of personal branding, this is something, the first steps that I'm taking towards building the whole agency. And I'll get a little bit into that in a second, but for me it's um, so the first thing I'm doing is obviously creating a website and, the, the basic services that I'm going to offer is website creation and Facebook ads for, for local businesses. And I'm kind of partnering up with someone that I met on Instagram, um, kind of been great friends through that. So we're, that's something that we're working on. But in terms of social media and personal branding, I don't know if you have this uh, for yourself, but I just secured the domain romviv.com and I kind of created a personal branded website with my podcast. I started writing a few articles and just a quick tip for anybody who's doing like you said, real estate or anything like that, it, you need to put yourself out there and, you know, dot GrantCardone.com, they all have it. And I think because you have to get it early because a lot of people are kind of jealous that I have my name and that I got it early enough because a lot of people, their names are taken. So try to get them before they're gone. But
2: You're talking yeah. about your 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 own name for your domain name.
0: Roundview.com. Yeah, yep. that's
2: it's funny how that works. Yeah, I bought my name, and uh, I'm I'm with you. I bought my kids' names because oh, I know that they're going to be you know they don't have any clue what they're going to do with it. I just park the domains anyways, but I own yeah. them because that's, I don't want so them to go away at some point. And uh, I mean, we just I just started doing like a family vlog. So, you know, oh, I'm cool. you know, starting to pitch, you know, the kids because they want to be, they want to build their own audience and they don't really have any clue of how to do it themselves. So I'm helping them do it. And I know down the road, owning their domain name is big time control when, oh, when yeah. Google search. Do you know what I mean?
0: It's so crazy. Yeah. And for me, that's what I'm trying to work on right now. Getting SEO kind of the way that I'm trying to build up that SEO to get my romreve.com first when people search Reviv is through kind of getting traffic through the podcast. So what I did is I put the link in bio, which is com slash podcast. So when they click to listen to a new episode, they have to go through my website first. So they click there and then, then they click to the podcast button and then they go to the podcast. So it's kind of like a, a, a in the middle state, which gets more traffic to my website.
2: Yeah. All the difference in the world, right? It's just a matter of attention. So tell me a little bit about this, uh, uh, social media agency. What are you going to end up doing with it? What do you envision? Is it just going to be Facebook ads? Is it going to be more branding versus marketing? What do you, what do you, where do you see it?
0: Um, so for me personally, I kind of do freelancing on the side, um, for, for local people who want to grow their personal brands, but that's kind of like a side thing. So for me, what I envision the way it working out is obviously, of course, first starting out, as simple Facebook ads, websites, and kind of building up the the credibility and the testimonials. And then once it gets more established and obviously the money comes in and we start getting more uh, knowledgeable about exactly what we're doing, then we can expand it to things like funnel creation, SEO, and things like that. So that's kind of the basics. Obviously right now, the reason why it hasn't officially launched and why we haven't officially started looking for clients is because we're focused on building our website and making our brand look perfect first. You have to set the foundation. So for me, that set the whole brand includes yourself as well. So making sure that you have a website and the the actual company is a website so that you're not only is the whole brand credible, but yourself is credible. Like you're also credible as well.
2: All right, dude, how much, how important, how relevant is it to spend time uh, doing some live stuff, whether it's Facebook, Instagram or whatever? Like, I mean, I know you're heavy on it and maybe some people aren't comfortable with doing it, what advice would you give and how important is it?
0: Yeah, so for me, I've been going live and my kind of one-liner on my bio is I go live with elite entrepreneurs. Going live is probably one of the most important things you could do on social media and being consistent with it as well. So what I like to do is I kind of go live on Instagram on Mondays and try to go Facebook uh, live on Fridays so to kind of get uh, a wider audience. Um, no one goes on the Facebook ones because no one really goes on Facebook um, live is from my audience, kind of the younger audience kind of sticks to Instagram. But for me, I kind of get not only friends that I have who are, who I met through Instagram, but as well as the people that I have on my podcast. And that's like one of the most important things. And one of the most important breakthroughs that I had is I realized that not only can it improve my whole personal brand and my credibility, but it also It allows people in terms of my podcast to kind of have a conversation and if they have any questions about the podcast or or they want to know more about the actual guest, it's kind of a way to be more interactive and live because the chances that both of us are going to be available at the same time to answer someone's question and to kind of both get input is, is pretty rare. So that's why I do that and kind of uh, expanding my brand and building that trust and the connection with your audience.
2: What kind of what kind of format do you have when you go live? Is it just like a, let me just get up here and start talking about random stuff? Do you usually have like an agenda you put together ahead of time? Is it like a Q&A? Are you, talking, are you inviting people to hop on? How do you run your live?
0: Uh, so it kind of depends on the person. Sometimes if it's like, if it's not someone that I have my podcast, it's just like one of my friends that I just Kind of talk business with, then we'll go on there and we'll just chat it up. Anything that comes to our mind, any business thing that we've been doing, and then kind of if people do have questions, then we'll kind of go go about answering those. But and then if it's more with kind of like a guest, I kind of ask them for any updates since the podcast episode, what they're working on, and then as well if anyone has any questions. But other than that, it's kind of like a like a free thing. If something crossed your mind about business, you learn something new, you want to share a valuable story, then that's really how it works
2: dude um, i admire the uh the ambition that you got i hope you continue to uh Take steps forward and and uh, take your L's with uh, with dignity and learn how to how to you mm-hmm. know progress because you know, honestly honestly I, and it's funny because I, I teach in the morning I, I I don't know if you know this I teach high school so I teach oh, wow. uh, a senior class and it's called financial algebra I teach seventeen year old kids about things like how to buy a car how to buy a house how to balance a budget um, what you know stock is what dividends are you know all that stuff so um, <clears throat> so when I when I see kids like you who are like taking a step forward and actually are working towards something. I always give them the same advice and it's kind of negative but kind of positive. Like fail fast, fail often, fail as often as you possibly can. Take as many risks as you possibly can um, and learn from each and every one of them because you're gonna you're gonna fall flat on your face and that's a good thing. It means you figured out a way not to do something and then you're gonna keep hustling and grinding and, and moving forward. So you know, I I'm, I I 100% admire what you're doing, and you know, thanks for taking the time to come out and and talk to our audience. Because I feel like if if people can see that our uh, young generation has the same ambition, how the young generation come out and do these things, and it's nothing more difficult than having a conversation with somebody, then anybody can do it. There's no fear. You know what I mean? There's, we have years of experience on you. And yet when the camera goes on, we freak out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. Even even for me, obviously having 10 podcasts in around and being on the iTunes new noteworthy section, people will think, oh, this guy's got to figure it out. But there's some podcast episodes when I first started that I would literally push off because I would be too scared to go on the podcast. I'm not, I'm not going to lie here. (laughs) I was so scared. I was like, what if I mess up? What if the audio mess up? What if I say something by accident? I was so nervous, but at the end of the day, it's just kind of facing those fears. And if you fail at the end of the day, you have so many more chances, especially for me. I'm so young. I have so much time. You know, I could start a podcast in two years all over again and just even start the whole process all over. I have so much time. So that's really what's been driving me to continue to fail.
2: It's funny, man. I had a conversation this morning with somebody who uh, who hit me up, social or uh, I think it was email, um, and they wanted to know about how do I start a podcast, right? And so, you know, I give them all the technicalities, all this, the, you know, equipment that we use, all that stuff. And then, I, you know, the advice I give them was in, just go out and do it, dude. You're not going to get it right the first time. And I was like, you're going to put out a 30 minute or however long your podcast is going to be. And I guarantee you, most people don't listen to the whole thing. And if they do, it's like background. It's either in their car, or at the gym, something like that. They're not really paying attention to you. So it's okay if you mess up. It's okay if you stutter. It's okay if you, yeah. you know, fumble your sentences. It's totally okay. You're going to get better every time right and maybe in that 30 minute conversation that you have with somebody there's like a 15 20 second gem of information that you can pull yeah. cut and repurpose so you know think of think of every single episode as i get a bunch of small pieces of of content that i can that i can use again that i can turn into an instagram post that i can turn into a facebook post or whatever and you never know that that 30 second gem in that crappy 30 minute uh, you know podcast episode the thing that takes it to the next level yeah
0: and for me for for all these all of you out there that want to start a podcast something that i realized pretty recently is that the whole stuttering and messing up part that's actually kind of needed in a podcast because it makes it like no one wants to sit down and listen to a scripted interview and everything's boring when you mess up when your mic stops working for a second when you stutter over your words when you say the wrong thing it kind of brings out a personality into you and as much as it kind of seems weird it's kind of good to mess up sometimes and authenticity to, to not do everything consistently with, with being perfect and everywhere. Cause that's kind of shapes who you are and it's unique. And obviously like everyone has their own touch on it.
2: Yeah. We're all, it makes it authentic. It makes it real. Like we actually want to interact with people, not machines all the time. Yeah. Right. I wanted to go to the bank and you know stand in line at the ATM machine I would go to the ATM machine but sometimes you want to talk to a teller I don't yeah, know I it, it's just we want to interact with people and if then if we're not interacting with them face to face it's cool to have that mess up and that little bit of, of mistake it's like these people are real they're telling me their real story this is what really happened to them so yeah. I don't know I think that's the the authenticity of, of being yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's something that a lot of people are scared of when they first start out. But once they realize that, then, you know, messing, you really aren't failing because when you're making a mistake, it's kind of bringing out that the real you and what you're really trying to talk about.
2: Exactly. Which is whatever's on the conversation, whatever's in, in your mind, whatever's in your heart. That's, that's what people want to hear. They want to hear you. That's why they like you. That's why they're your friend. That's why they comment on your stuff because they actually like who you are. So be you right? Be exactly. you. Dude, yeah, most definitely. thanks for taking the time to being on the show today.
0: Thank you, man. It was a pleasure being on this podcast.
2: Cool, man. I look forward to seeing you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hop on one of your lives and, uh, and request to talk to you on one of your lives. You man.
0: Let, let me know. Um, it, it doesn't have to be right there um, when I'm already on live. We can s- kind of schedule it out like we did for this podcast, kind of figure out a time that works best for both of us and kind of talk about kind of preview what we talked about and things like that if, if you want. so
2: just I am like so down. That. <laughs> anytime dude anytime
0: 100%. all
2: right ladies and gentlemen uh rom how do they get a hold of you if you don't, if they want to get those uh profile rings then
0: so the profile rings you can either shoot me a dm on my personal account which is at rom.raviv or at profile rings that is profile rings with an s at the end so shoot me a dm and we'll just keep in contact from there
2: and check out my profile ring. I have one. Rom ha- has one. Look at it. And then you, once you see it, the, the great thing, ladies and gentlemen, is once you see it, you can't unsee it. Like yeah. now you're going to notice that, oh, damn, all these people don't have it. I got to get it for sure.
0: And you see who does have it as well. And you see like, wow, these big people like actually have it. It's not some just some random little thing that this guy made up.
2: And it's funny, it is a little thing, but it's a major thing when you look at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. it makes all the difference when someone's clicking on your story or engaging with your profile, even just when they come across your profile in general.
2: Exactly, be the best looking billboard. That's all I gotta say, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace, and I'm out.
1: Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home?